We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Race attack on watch out. Burst of speed. Look at this freshman. Welcome to the home of professional football. Canton, Ohio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and if you're joining us for the first time, College to Canton is a show where we talk about everything from college football recruiting to in-season college and NFL breakdowns to NFL draft coverage, all the way to discussions as to who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's about the journey from prospect to pros to the Hall of Fame. But we always talk about some fantasy football since this is a Rotoviz podcast. But we also make sure to dive into some real college football and NFL analysis too. And this is actually going to be our NFL Playoff Playmakers special. You may have tuned into the College Football uh, Playoff Playmakers special and uh, been here with me and Stefan as we broke down all the top players last week and some of the instant reactions from that game. But uh, with the NFL season about to wrap up, there are still some players making an impact and seeing their perceived fantasy football values change with every single snap. So this episode is going to highlight many of them and a few other maybe intriguing names that have seen their perceived value in fantasy football and, and real football shift and could see a big change here soon. And in order to do that, I'm actually joined by a very special guest and longtime friend here, Riley Bymaster. You can find him on Twitter at DTC underscore Riley B. He is of the Dynasty Trade Calculator. You guys may have uh, been familiar with that. I actually just had Izzy Elkafas on here recently, another DTC guy, also a part of the Dynasty Wall Street podcast. So, Riley, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you. Travis, buddy, thanks for having me on, my fellow Tennessean. Good to know that you're upgrading your guests going from Izzy to myself. That'll probably (laughs) see a little bit of a a bump in in viewership. So let's go. I'm here for the the C to C podcast and ready to ready to talk some ball. 
Oh yeah, you know if if Izzy actually ever listened to my podcast, I, I'd, I'd be worried that he might get mad at you for saying that. But he definitely doesn't, so <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. He he, uh, I hear he just listens to his own voice and his own podcast. But that's that's probably another podcast for another day. But uh, yeah, so this is listeners. I know we have been talking a lot about college football, a lot about a, a future college football playmakers, and we're gonna get back into NFL draft season here very soon. So this is kind of like the last big NFL uh, current player value type show so enjoy it if you have other specific nfl questions you can find me on twitter at ff underscore travis m we'll try to sprinkle those in throughout nfl draft season but a lot is going to change we'll look ahead to uh, future college football classes and draft classes as well uh, with some fun guests here in the future but for now with the playoffs about to come to a conclusion with only four teams left in the NFL still playing. I want to talk about some of the playmakers on those teams. But before we dive into this episode's topic, I do want to talk about Rotoviz here for a sec because this is a Rotoviz podcast and we have some of the best tools out there available for you guys to use for fantasy football purposes. In fact, I mean, we've got the Rotoviz box score scout I love, running back prospect builder, wide receiver prospect builder, the player stat explorer that allows you to break down each and every NFL player week to week by air yards, targets, everything you can think of, statistically speaking, fantasy points over expected, all the tools that Rotoviz has to offer that really dig into the next level of fantasy football help me out every single week. And, and I want you guys to be able to enjoy that too. So if you want to check out Rotoviz and want to get 10% off your next Rotoviz subscription, go to rotoviz.com and use the promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021 to get 10% off your next subscription at Rotoviz. You won't regret it. Before we dive in, this this could be a crazy year with quarterbacks and free agency trades the, the draft and, and things like that and so really Riley what do you what do you think happens if I'm, I there's already a bunch of top quarterbacks coming in to this year's draft and, and openings or at least perceived kind of uneasy situations what happens if like we lose Tom Brady Drew Brees and Philip Rivers all in the same year you know as I don't think Brady is is retiring I think he I don't really think Tampa wins it this year Definitely coming back. I think he and Gronk are already kind of planning as a as a retiring a couple years down the road. However, Breeze and Rivers, I think, are halfway out the door. So yeah. I think what's gonna what we're gonna see there is a lot of young talent coming in and starting immediately. Could see a little bit of value in you know your your rookie drafts and the late first, early second range. However, you know we've seen guys be thrust into starting roles early, like my boy Josh Rosen, and then not work out. So you know <laughs> it, it it could be good, it could be bad, but there's going to be a lot of change uh, starting quarterback wise in the NFL over the next six months, even. Yeah, and like even all the uneasy uneasy situations like Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts and what what could happen there between those two, all the way to you know Deshaun Watson and what happens if he's traded away because he's super unhappy. Uh, th- there could be all sorts of shifts in this offseason with quarterbacks, but uh, let's just say hypothetically Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers all did retire this year in the same class. Do you think that, since this is a college to Canton podcast, do you think that all three, obviously Tom Brady, he's in the, he's probably the GOAT, Drew Brees, probably, I, I would say you probably think he's going to the Hall of Fame, but do you think Philip Rivers goes to the Hall, uh, just given his raw, crazy numbers? I don't think you can put Philip Rivers in the Hall of Fame. There's there was a lot of talk last few years about Eli Manning on whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. Eli's going to get in before Philip Rivers, one hundred percent. If Manning was a debate, I don't really see how Rivers would be even close to that. Love him, he had a great long career, but I don't really, I don't see him as a Hall 
worthy guy. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I had a conversation with a couple other people on the podcast, I think last summer, just about about that and what he'd have to do. Uh, and it's funny. It's like, you know, the answer was he'd have to have a really good season this year and maybe stick around for one more year just to kind of like submit his legacy, statistically speaking. But you're saying even even after this year, you know, taking the Colts 11 and five, you know, people like QB wins for some reason and having another season where he had like 24 touchdowns. And, and he actually I don't know if you know this, but he actually he passed up Dan Marino this year. And in passing yards. And so like he's going to finish his career like top five in just about every meaningful quarterbacks that you could even imagine. And even even if he's done now, like he's probably locked that in. And maybe there are a couple of guys that pass him in, in, in years upcoming. But like he's got 15,000 yards lead on everybody on everybody outside like the top 10 in most stats. And so it's, it's crazy because he's been so good for so long, but not like overall top best player in the league. And he's got, what, 240 consecutive starts, which is just insane. It's hard for me to say that he's not going to make it being, the you know, he's top five in just about everything from touchdown percentage to, to you know, consecutive starts. He's got the Ironman going for him. There's, there's There are some things you could put on his plaque, but you can't put the Super Bowls. You can't put like MVP on there. So that's going to hurt him. But Drew Brees for you, probably a lock as well. Hey, Drew's got to be a lock. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> he has a title. He, he's got to be. Yeah. And he's like at the very top. He's got over eighty, over eighty thousand passing yards. But first ballot, uh, yeah, obviously. I think he and Tom would be first ballot, and Philip Rivers could be that guy. Where if we, you know, fifteen years from now, we look back at his career through rose-colored glasses and go, "Wow, he was actually a lot better than we think." I don't think he's going to be early on in his uh, available range of uh, going in, but he could be that name that that sneaks in once people realize, oh. Yeah, quarterbacks aren't even really doing what he's doing. We thought they all would because we're in a pass-happy era, but doing what he's done for 20 years, I mean, it's not, I mean, nearly 20 years, it's really tough to repeat, but that will really shake things up. If, if we do see Drew Brees gone, Phillip Rivers gone, and, you know, Tom Brady comes back, but there's still so many openings with uh, Trevor Lawrence coming in, Justin Fields coming in, people liking Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, all guys we've talked about on the show before. Uh, if there was somebody in this class, I mean, everybody loves Trevor Lawrence, but who's your guy outside of the obvious there with, with Trevor in this, in this year's class? I really, really like what I'm seeing out of Justin Fields. I know it's, we got a little bit crazy there where, you know, at a time he was lower than Zach Wilson, Three days later, he was possibly above Trevor Lawrence. We're like, all right, what? <laughs> I didn't know he'd be that volatile that right. quickly. But he's my 102 right now. I'd, I'd take him at 102 in a heartbeat if I needed a quarterback. If I'm the Jets, I'm looking at shipping, you know, Darnold for if I can get a late first, I'm thrilled. I don't quite think that would happen. I think he'd be more of a second. I, I'd ship him out for a second and be absolutely thrilled with Justin Fields. I like what Zach Wilson brings to the table, but I think he's a little more raw than people believe. You know, maybe a Carolina option, but. Fields is my 102. Love him. I, I think he's going to be cheaper than Trevor Lawrence in real life and fantasy. And, and I think he's got a real possibility of putting up very similar numbers. Yeah, I, I definitely like him too. And it's really hard. I mean, I've said it before, but it's really hard to make it just purely objective numbers-based argument for, hey, Trevor Lawrence is obviously better than Justin Fields. Like if you put the resumes like right next to each other, 
they are very, very close. Obviously, you know, there's the eye test or whatever people want to throw in. And and maybe what Trevor Lawrence is doing with precision, accuracy, 18 to 25 yards, whatever you can nitpick and, and, and make make an argument, I guess. But it's it's a lot closer than I think people would want to believe. So I, I am right there with you in super flex fantasy football formats where you can start two quarterbacks. Justin Fields is my second pick for sure this year. Like that duo. I mean, we've, we've known for a long time. It's been like five years. They're like, hey. Those two are going to be the first two picks in the NFL draft whenever they come out. And I still think that's going to be the case. So glad to hear you're on the same team <laughs> here. But back to some current NFL playoff playmakers right now, looking at these final four teams. Everyone's super hype about the Buffalo Bills. And I, I don't like the Buffalo Bills, but I really am pumped to see them finally getting back to uh, meaningful football and and it's just hilarious like most people were wrong about Josh Allen I was wrong about Josh Allen he's just completely uh, shut up all the haters because he just keeps playing good football he, he definitely in the first half of this last week's game uh, was missing some wide open wide receivers here and there uh, looking a little bit more like his old self but when it came down to it, he he answered, and Stefan Diggs definitely helped. With, but with that duo, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs is entering like the prime of his career. He's still just turned 27. It's it's crazy. It feels like he's been in the league for, for forever. But when he came in, he was super young. So he's still now just turning 20, 27 two months ago. So entering the peak of his career, and Josh Allen seemingly entering the peak of his value, because I actually just saw him go at like the first pick overall in a dynasty startup here recently. Is it time to take advantage and actually move move off of these guys and kind of uh, see what you could pull in trades and dynasty leagues? So in regards to Josh Allen, I was thinking about this before the show, and he's not a guy that I want to sell for a lesser quarterback plus. That's not the If I'm going to sell and really take advantage of his value, I'm going to add a little bit to go get Pat Mahomes. I think that's really? the move if you want to capitalize on Josh Allen's value – Pat's not going anywhere. You know, you could see Josh Allen possibly taking a dip next year once maybe they figure out, you know, opposing DCs how to scheme him. But I don't think that's going to happen. You know, you maybe see a, a little drop in value. But if you want to capitalize, go get Pat Mahomes. Yeah. How would you do that? Like, I because I, I, I don't it's, know. <laughs> it'd be tough sell. But like when you look back at this year, he was depending on the scoring format. I mean, you you could say that Josh Allen was the, you know, quarterback one. Uh, in, in most formats, I believe that was the case, uh, if you can include all of his games. And Buffalo Bills are not just a, a run-first team, and, and Josh Allen can add some with his legs. And he was, what, in, like I think sixth in, in pass attempts this year and a fourth in completions. And even completion percentage, a guy who couldn't even hit like a net at the at the Senior Bowl. I, I remember like seeing some really bad throws like from his college days and really, really struggling with completion percentage. And now all of a sudden, magically, he's top five in completion percentage and look, looks like he's top eight in just just about every single meaningful stat for quarterbacks. And he had, what, nine quarterback one performances this year. I guess there's an argument to be made that, hey, hey, look, I he was the quarterback one. Uh, you could make an argument that uh, you know he should be. It shouldn't take too much to go get Pat, Pat Mahomes. I, I think I would probably be doing the same. I don't think I'm going and downgrading in that position. I'm looking to get safer, maybe with the Patrick Mahomes. Is there anybody else that you would try to move to off of Josh Allen if you were in a, a dynasty dynasty format? It, in regards to the quarterback position, there are a few in the top ten that I'm not buying. I mean, I'm kind of out on Russell Wilson at this point. 
Kyler Murray, Whoa. I think, is a little bit overvalued for me. I'm, I'm not going and buying him at a top five price. I don't hate the idea of buying Deshaun Watson. You know, if I could get Watson plus for Josh Allen, I don't think that's a bad idea because we saw what he did in a horrendous Houston organization. Yeah. Right. Bad team. No front office. I, don't, I mean, literally, possibly no front office. Uh, and we <laughs> saw mean, what he did. It was so, basically Bill O'Brien. And then he just fired. Exactly. He got, you know, he's gone. So what? what? what's left yeah i mean not figuratively no front office there was literally no front office up there making decisions yeah so i i could see that as a as a very big big potential there uh to gain some value if you want to go get deshaun watson because wherever he ends up he's going to produce yeah you know somewhere like carolina oh i'm not even a big dj Moore guy but watson and dj Moore would be unstoppable uh, yeah, that would be awesome that would so be a lot of fun that and would like, be something i'd look into yeah and if you, if he actually got paired with another legitimate wide receiver one virtually anywhere It'd be a great thing. And, and another well, guy. Uh, he had Will Fuller. Okay. Uh, uh, Will Fuller yeah. was awesome. Love Will Fuller, but he got on the roids and that killed it. So <laughs> it did. Easy on the wide receiver one talk. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though, he, I mean, Watson, that, that would be a sneaky play because his value is so depressed right now because no one knows what his future looks like. But if you really look, break down the numbers, Looking at the you know the player stat explorer over at Rotoviz, Deshaun Watson was top ten stat in everything in terms of volume and efficiency and fantasy points over expected per game, and he had eleven quarterback one games this year. So doing that with inconsistency all around him and in a system where where he just he hates to be there. Uh, imagine if he was in a situation with a situation with even better weapons, that would probably be a move where I would I would look to go after Deshaun Watson myself as well. Murray is probably really hard to acquire. Russell Wilson still has the name value, even though the back half of this season uh, definitely did not look like the first half of the season because uh, they forgot that, oh, we should probably let Russ cook. Uh, I think they forgot that down the stretch. But I like that those plays with Josh Allen. But with Stefan Diggs, I think a lot of people in Dynasty were so, and forgive us listeners, if you don't play Dynasty fantasy football, we are super nerdy and we, we think that everyone is dead after they turn 27. So, you know, people legit think that they should get rid of Stefan Diggs from their fantasy football rosters and because he's 27 and now he's, his value is going to dip. But for me, I, I'm fine hanging on to Stefan Diggs for the next three years and just raking in all the fantasy points because I think that connection and the, that those targets and the volume are going to stay there, stay where they are because Josh Allen's found something with Diggs. And so I have no problem just sitting and enjoying the top five wide receiver performances over the next five years. Are, are you in the same mindset? Do you, do you think he maintains this elite level of performance uh, that, that he's been putting on display this season? Oh, if I own Stefan Diggs, that boy ain't going anywhere. And if I can <laughs> buy him, absolutely. Like, come here, baby. Like, Come to daddy. I mean, Diggs is top five receiver right now, and I don't see that changing. They're not going to bring in anybody. I don't. I don't see them signing a you know a Juju or a Godwin this offseason. Like Stephon's the guy. I mean, you yeah. saw how good that offense was with Gabe Davis, who I was wrong on. I thought he was terrible coming out of uh, coming out of UCF. school. I mean, he he proved yeah. me wrong. He's fine as a wide receiver three because. Beasley's really, really efficient out of the slot. He got he gets better as he gets older. You know, maybe they bring a tight end. You know, if they do that, I I really like Dawson Knox. I don't think he's a, a mm. very <laughs> explosive playmaker to say the no. least. But you know, if they bring in a, a really solid receiving tight end, I think that helps Diggs. I mean, I, I'm not selling him. No chance. No, because I mean, when when you're looking at Diggs, like I, 
like I don't know what you would do to upgrade. You know, I, I, there's not really an upgrade right now because he's. If we look at this, this the statistical arc and, and typical peak of a wide receiver's career, like he's right there. Like the next few years should be absolutely golden. And we're looking at a guy who had like 30% team target share and like on his targets that he is getting, it's over 10 10 air yards per target. So uh, he's had a. Even even in games where he's not used a lot, he has a ton of air yards in every single game, and so not really not really worried about uh, his his potential and volume there. He's number one in targets, number one in receptions, number one in receiving yards, and you know twelfth in total touchdowns. But touchdowns are all over the place, so he just has an amazing floor for fantasy football production, and probably the, one of the most dangerous ceilings outside of maybe like Devontae Adams uh, in, in the entire league. So. Yeah, with Dynasty, I, I'm going after Diggs and I'm selling the the farm to to make it happen if I if I can. So agreed. I, I know that a lot of people aren't aren't there, but right now I think there is a temptation to move him just because he's one of the only players on TV still, and his value might go through the roof even more. I, I remember, I don't know. There's every year there's like one twenty seven plus year old wide receiver whose value just kind of goes crazy because of some late season spike or some playoff performance. So maybe if somebody comes calling and, and they're looking to give me a stud running back and basically an equivalent tier wide receiver, I'd, I'd consider it. But Diggs is just uh we'll have him. It, it, he, he's, everything you, get, you want. I mean, what more want. could you want? He's the goal. Like, like he was, he's the goal of, of dynasty, like having a player like him on your team. Like you don't need to do anything with him. You just sit there and enjoy the points. But on to the Buccaneers, because uh, they're still hanging around. And uh, I think you mentioned this, but you, you might not think that the Bucs are going to win this year. Uh, I don't either. I think the, the Packers are going to go on to the Super Bowl. But there, there's a lot of stuff up in the air for Buccaneers players right now. Like, And it all probably centers around two players. I think Chris Godwin, because uh, he's entering for free agency. And, of course, Tom Brady, because he's like 50,000 years old. You know, if he does fall off a cliff next year, finally, uh, in terms of his performance, that that could be a detriment to all these uh, you know all these guys. Uh, if he decides to retire, what in the world is going to happen with the, the quarterback situation for them? Uh, there there are definitely questions there. But first off, with with Chris Godwin and how this affects everybody on the team with uh, targets and opportunity, do you think Chris Godwin stays? He he's said that he wants to stick with the Bucks, but will the Bucks actually pay up? Because, I mean, they've got a good thing going with Mike Evans, and apparently Antonio Brown is still good. So what do you think they do there? Yeah, that's an interesting question because, I mean, I could see, uh, you know, a path where they tag him. You know, I think he's going to want a hefty amount because a young guy produces well, you know, at that young age. He's yeah. definitely got the talent. But, I mean, the Bucks have depth at receiver, which is something we could not say a couple years ago. No. Um, you know, signing A.B., I think AB hangs around even my boy Tyler Johnson. Lord yeah. knows what happened in the offseason during his uh, you know, draft process. Not sure what he did or what he said, but he pissed a lot of people off, which <laughs> tanked his value. But he is so good. Love Tyler Johnson. Go scoop him up where you can. That being said, I mean, Mike Evans is, I don't know, he's Jesus. I mean, boy, doesn't stop. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't I go mean, that far. What, but Seven straight thousand-yard seasons. I mean, I, I just don't see why Tampa would need to sign Godwin to a long-term big deal. And I'm biggest Godwin boy ever. Loved him coming out. One of my few hits 
right? One of my just great calls. Yeah. Very few and far between. But Godwin was one of them. I don't know. Personally, I don't see why they would need to. If they do, awesome. If they don't, we'll be okay. Uh, Godwin's going to be one of those guys who just stays pretty relevant for the next seven or eight years. Doesn't fluctuate a whole lot. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, he was like, what, in 2019 – he was this wide receiver two or something like that. It was he was way up there in terms of his uh, year end finish. And then this year, just because of how things went down the stretch, he finished forty seventh in targets and thirty second in receptions. Yet he still had you know he his his efficiency numbers were good. Like he was top ten in fantasy points over expected uh, per game. Uh, his, his air yards were way down, though. It just was really bizarre because I, I felt like a lot of people thought that it, you know, Brady would come in and it would really benefit Godwin based on his usage, but that didn't come to fruition. So, if you already had Chris Godwin on your team, would you prefer he go to someplace else rather than stay with the Bucks? Mm, and that's the million dollar question. I don't really know if I have a preference right now because I mean he's in a good spot, but if he's going to go somewhere. He's not going to go to a crowded place. I mean, we could see Miami as a possibility. In an ideal world, Philly would be awesome, but they're in cap hell, so that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, I, I don't think God was going to go anywhere, you know, it with a crowded wide receiver room. So I think we're okay. He's a guy that I'm going to hold. I'm not looking to sell him because he's still young. He's going into free agency. He's going to get paid, and he's probably going to go somewhere with a decent quarterback. Now, if he goes to Washington – we're screwed. I'd like to come back into the past and change what I just said, but anywhere else, we're we're fine. Okay, yeah. It's just like, what about the Packers? If it was the Packers, is that just kind of like a no brainer, like that kind of situation? If he goes to the Packers, you're going to see a Riley sized hole through my office. Oh, it's going <laughs> to be it's going to be awesome. I think that's going to be Corey Davis, however, uh, shipping up back home to to the Wisconsin Michigan area. But oh, if Godwin is catching balls from Aaron Rodgers, I'm probably going to buy a jersey, and I'm not a jersey yeah. guy. Yeah, that that would be a lot of fun because I think he could absolutely explode with Devontae Adams, and they they definitely need some help there. Uh, but I I think it would be a huge thing. I I hope he leaves because uh, Antonio Brown he's also a free agent. He could leave too. But I think that would open the door wide open for Tyler Johnson to finally take off, and I would love to see that for him. And it'd be good for Mike Evans' target share. He might finally see you know more than 110 targets in a season again because uh, things he. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Things have, you know, just frankly been down in terms of his targets overall. He still finds the end zone a ton, and so he's great. But I think it'd be best for everybody to go get their target share everywhere else because, 
they just they've been stacked like with Chris Godwin, with Mike Evans, with Tyler Tyler Johnson, with Antonio Brown, everybody else. Just go go somewhere else and let let these guys eat because I think uh, that would be probably the best case scenario for all those guys. Uh, but Brady, I think, is the the only question mark. I don't know what he looks like next year and if he's gone or if he's you know we're going to find out a lot about this team here in the coming weeks. But uh, before we you know, head down the stretch, talk about the Chiefs and Packers and a couple other names, just a word from our sponsors. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Listen, folks, the Super Bowl is coming up. And sure, we'll all be watching the game, but the best way to celebrate the biggest day in football is to bet on the game. And we want to let you know about a great resource for sports bettors, and that's the Action Network. The Action Network is where sports fans go to bet smarter and experience real financial games. In fact, their Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting. And with an Action Network Pro subscription, you can unlock the very best of the app. When you sign up for an Action Network Pro subscription, you can access the Pro Report, which includes expert projections for every game across all professional leagues. You can see money and bet percentages on every game, so you can see the teams professional gamblers are betting on. You can take advantage of Pro Systems, which match winning historical betting trends with the latest games and lines, and you can track every bet you make and get alerts in real time. So if you're looking to bet smarter, an Action Network Pro subscription is the best way to get started. And and for a limited time, our listeners can receive 50% off an annual Pro subscription. Just go to actionnetwork.com now and receive 50% off an annual subscription when you use the code ROTOBIZ. This offer won't last, so go to actionnetwork.com to sign up for a pro subscription and use promo code ROTOBIZ to receive 50% off and start betting smarter today. All right, so we covered the first half of the remaining teams and and some quarterbacks and things like that, but I want to dive into the Kansas City Chiefs because... It's not too often that we're looking at a team that, uh, you know, they've got Patrick Mahomes, quarterback one, Travis Kelsey, tight end one, Tyreek Hill, at least he is a wide receiver one. Like at any given year, it seems, any given week, it seems, Tyreek Hill can be the wide receiver one overall. So with a team that's that stacked, uh, you would think that their running back would come in and, and be really good. But uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we had all these lofty expectations. Uh, before we dive into the, the, the stud guys on, on the roster, what do you do with, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Because he had, what, four weeks that were great. I mean, he had like four weeks of at least 18 or more fantasy points, but finished the year, I think, what what was it, like barely a, a running back two overall. So where does he rank for you now Is it like among even the, the other r- rookie running backs? Clyde's an interesting case, and I think he taught us all a very good lesson. I don't think anybody had him, you know, really above running back four coming into the draft last year. He was pretty well thought of to be, you know, behind the big three in Swift, Taylor, and Dobbins. Some people had him at five. Some people had him at six. Lands in Kansas City at the end of round one. Oh, my gosh, he's 101. Every format, first round, you know, first round, first overall <laughs> pick. 
Yeah. Even I, I fell for it. I mean, a great offense. I thought he's going to get targeted. He's a good runner. I liked him as a player. He was my RB4. You know, he was behind the big three. And he taught us all a very valuable lesson that a guy landing in the perfect spot, like you said, with the QB1, the tight end one with Tyreek Hill, he's not going to be the focus of the offense. He yeah. never was going to be. Now, why they took him in the first round beyond me. Like, yeah, really do your, strange. Do your thing, Chiefs. You're fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want a Super Bowl, sure, take a running back in the first round. Not my kind of mindset, but hey, you do you, you know. Right now, I actually just shipped a Clyde share. Uh, I tagged a future second on top to go get J.K. Dobbins. And that's me betting like that. on J.K. being the focus of the Baltimore offense outside of Lamar Jackson next year. But as a gamble, I'm kind of willing to take. You know, I think they're pretty similar in value. But, you know, I was going to ship the second in 2022, which I can recoup that at any time, really, if I wanted. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to bet on somebody being the focal point of their offense. And I don't think Clyde is ever going to be that. Yeah, I love that. And, and Dobbins says he absolutely exploded in a couple of spots this year and really showed his potential. And it, it is funny because I think everyone that I talked to, for the most part, had Dobbins over Hilaire. Uh, especially after his combine, he came in like, you know, as, as short as like an Oompa Loompa. Like there were some questions, but then he got the draft capital and it was like everyone forgot all the, the black eyes that uh, were glaring right at us with his profile, with his with his size, with his kind of later only singular season breakout on the best offense ever. There was a lot of, of question marks with him and he's he's sharing the, the pie uh, of touchdown opportunity with some really highly efficient in uh, zone monsters, touchdown scoring play, just freaks like Tyreek Hill and Travis Travis Kelsey. So I've seen some people hint at, hey, because Clyde edwards Hilaire finished down, he's still got the draft capital. They're still going to feed him. And I think he's still going to be decent. I'm just not out there going to try to acquire Clyde edwards, edwards Hilaire because I think he's showing us who he really is. And he's a, he's a role player that can stick around and hold that job for his rookie contract and then probably drift off into irrelevance. And that's that's OK. But as for the the studs on those teams, because again, this is a college to Canton show, uh, Travis Kelsey seems like a no-brainer Hall of Famer, but I asked a few people last summer and they weren't sold on Tyreek Hill being on track to be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, it's still really early and I, I don't like, I, some people just throw it out, throw that around too easy. But do you think given the fact that, he, that he's attached to Patrick Mahomes, he's on on track to be a Hall of Famer one day? If he keeps his head on straight and stays on the field, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely that's, within reach. Definitely yes. within reach. But, you know, he comes with some baggage, whether or not it's true or not. I'm not going to dive into that. That's not right. my place. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's got the opportunity. It's just whether or not he, he chooses to seize it, really. Yeah, it really is. Because, I mean, like he, last year he had 12 – he played in 12 games and was on pace for, you know, a crazy season but only finished with – you know, because he didn't have a full season, only eight, only 860 yards and seven scores. But in the, the the two seasons sandwiched around there, he had 1,479 receiving yards, 1,276 receiving yards. And, oh, just, you know, overall, his total touchdowns, we're looking at 30 touchdowns in those two seasons. And so if, if you keep that up for even like, what, two, three more years, uh, we're looking at a guy who could have a Hall of Fame res- resume before he's even 30 years old. So, to me, he's definitely, definitely on that track, but he definitely also has to keep his head on straight because, because yeah, what, whatever is true with all that stuff that came out, man, and maybe the character knocks keep him out uh, for a couple of years because we've seen that too. But I think he's definitely in that conversation. Travis Kelsey, I think if he retired today, uh, he'd be automatically in. Are you, are you, are you that certain as 100%, well? 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's, we're looking right at a guy, you. he changed the game. 
like with the position. So completely, completely changed the game. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I think we're on the same page there with both those guys. And yeah, with Clyde, that I don't really care. Also, Miko Hardman truthers. No, he's not going to break out next year either. <laughs> he was never going to. He was a wide receiver three on his college team. He's a wide receiver three or four on his pro team. That's not changing. So that's about the end of that story. But let's let's shift over to the Packers. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Like every time AJ Dillon does anything flashy and is, is is incredible, like two or three plays later, Aaron Jones gets back on the field and does something even more ridiculous. Uh, what are you doing with those guys in, in fantasy football? Because I had concerns about AJ Dillon with his complete and utter lack of anything on his receiving profile coming out as a prospect, but he he had really thick thighs and he was super strong and it was a lot of fun to watch because he just crushed people in college because he was so much bigger, so much stronger, so much faster. Uh, but now we're looking at a situation if Aaron Jones does leave sometime in the near future, are you all in on AJ Dillon? All in is a little much. Okay. However, I was kind of with you, you know, coming into this, coming into this past offseason, wasn't really a big AJ Dillon guy. Thought he was just a straight line, you know, plotter who could rip off some some straight gains if he saw a hole that was big enough for him to fit through. I thought that was fine. <laughs> Which it He's takes like a good. small vehicle of, of, of a hole <laughs> to get like just his broad shoulders through. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> He's a dump truck uh, juiced up, which is which <laughs> yes. is great now. And it, obviously, he might be one of those guys who starts off every year slow, kind of like a. am not comparing him to Derrick Henry, but his first carry and his last carry, I think, look identical. That's huge. That's grown on me a lot. That's a really, really nice trait that I love, that I'm starting to love coming out in collegiate running backs. I don't think they bring back Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, knocked the front office for taking one Jordan Love in the first crazy two AJ Dillon in the second yeah. come on like give Aaron a pat give Aaron Rodgers a pass catcher for crying out loud but I think they were smarter than we thought because I, I think they really anticipated Aaron Jones not being back for 2021 they're not going to burn cap space on a running back when Dillon looked like he could play the part so I don't think Jones is coming back and I think Dillon's going to be the guy next year yeah, that would be a huge development and huge for AJ Dillon. I'm right there with you. I wasn't for a while just because of his his kind of slow uh, breakout, but what we've seen in recent weeks and in the playoffs, and let's say hypothetically AJ Dillon has has a big game this upcoming week and has a big Super Bowl. I think right now, in between the time that we're recording this podcast and the kickoff for this weekend's games, this might be the last opportunity to go try to get AJ Dillon on your fantasy teams. Uh, at a reasonable price because if the Packers do much of anything if he does much of anything at all uh, and the closer we get to free agency with Aaron Jones possibly leaving and probably I think I would go on to say probably leaving uh, given that he's already you know going to be 27 uh, next year and so they probably don't want to spend a ton of money um, and I doubt that they waste a tag on him and their cap situation, actually, it's it's not pretty, actually, for the Packers. I don't know if you've really dove into that very much, but they don't really have a bunch of money to just be like, hey, Aaron Jones, here's $14 million a year. I don't think they're they're in that kind of situation. So I still think Aaron Jones can be somebody that can de- defy typical age expectations for running backs. And so when he is, when it does look like he's going into free agency, I think I would go after him and I would go quickly right now after A.J. Dillon. Are you kind of right there? Or are you are you more concerned with uh, Aaron Jones' future? Um, I'm, I'm not super concerned about Aaron Jones' future because I'm trying to sell him right now, uh, if possible. 
I will say one thing that sneaky buy is to go see what you can get J- uh, Jamal Williams for. Aaron Rodgers loves him. Just a real sneaky, you know, pro- I would say productive. That's wrong word. Reliable player. <laughs> there you go. You know, he, he's gonna he's gonna come in and off the field. He's gonna be okay. A guy who I know I started him last year in several leagues as a flex almost every week, and he put up between nine and thirteen points every single week, and I was right. happy with it. Yeah, he's like so, a, a running back, back in running back three that you plug in if you have to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Not he's not a sexy guy, but he's one that, especially in a year like COVID, God forbid this happened again in 2021, that you're happy to. Oh, I have Jamal Williams on my roster. Let me plug him in I, this week. And I see don't what think happens. I'm. A- I don't think I don't ever think I'm going to find myself. Oh, thank God. I have Jamal Williams on my roster. Well, but just maybe case, I'm wrong. You know, maybe guys I'm wrong. come down with COVID and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, but <laughs> if I do that, I'll, I'll definitely be surprised if I ever actually have him on a roster. I would actually be surprised because I, I don't. But uh, mm-hmm. but that's all right. I think I remember. Were you actually kind of high on him when he was coming out? I was a Jamal fan. I, I thought he was a little stiff, but you know, I thought yeah. he could play. He was a actually a multi-cut guy for being six foot two fifteen right. or whatever he was. And uh, the thing was, he could he catch passes. Eh, yeah, you know that was that was to be seen. Uh, that was to to be determined. Yeah. Um, but you know, just a solid guy. He's cheap. You know, might as well tag him on the sure. end of my bench. Why He's not? not the sexy one, but Dylan Dylan's probably going to be the dude next year. Yeah, probably. A couple more questions here for you, then we'll let you go. I know you got another show after this one. Uh, but Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously, uh, you know he's been picked apart for silly reasons, uh, just because he's got personality. He likes dancing. He likes playing Fortnite. Uh, but I, I think this is a great time to look at Juju and go, "Hey, he's probably going to be somewhere that's going to have uh, that's going to give him an opportunity." And speaking of like, you know, maybe land with with the Packers. It's funny he was. Uh, he kept on changing jerseys. He was playing Fortnite on his live stream. I think it was just last week. He was like asking people that were watching on him on Twitch, like, "Hey, where should I go?" And somebody be, like, "Oh, you can go. You should go to the Packers." And he'd like wear Packers skin for a few games. And somebody, be, "Oh, you should go to the Bears." And so he'd have a Bears skin. And so he's just hilarious. He's like, he's got personality. People want to, you know, knock him for dancing on, you know, teams' logos or whatever. I think he's hilarious. Uh, and I'm I'm all for having just a fun player like that. That's probably going to garner a significant target share wherever he goes. But and plus he's super young. Like he's still I, what is he? I, is he actually younger than Van Jefferson? Or like it's really close. It's really funny. Like they're I think they're neck and neck. Yeah, it's like they like Van Jefferson was just a rookie. Juju Smith-Schuster is coming off as his his rookie contract, and uh, they're like the same age. But. Are you still a Juju believer? Yeah, I've gone up and down on Juju, right? So didn't love him coming out of school. Produced like very few have in NFL history at such a young age and just as a consistent set of hands, you know, for Big Ben. Right. I don't think he stays. So, you yeah. know, if I can capitalize and get him for pretty cheap now, absolutely. I think he's going to be a really good player. Hall of Fame potentials here, oh, 100%. If he can just be a consistent set of hands. Dude's so young. He's he's a playmaker. I'm in on him. Maybe stop with the TikTok dances. I'm I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> even though you know oh, Juju and I are probably about the same age. But yeah. yeah, I'm all in on Juju. I like him. I wouldn't pay him a ton because um, I think there's some guys you can get in the draft this year. There's also a pretty deep free uh, free agent crop at wide receiver. Yeah, but I mean Juju's got he's got the stuff. He's got the potential. Yeah, and we're looking at a guy. He's what 24, and uh, he's already has 3,700 receiving yards career and 26 touchdowns. 24. Like we're gonna, he could have a big, huge second contract somewhere. 
uh, and be like 28, 29, entering his third contract. Like he, uh, he's going to have plenty of time. He's got plenty of reps, plenty of opportunity left to to build up. Like you said, that Hall of Fame resume. I think he's definitely on that track. If he, you know, despite the the TikTok dances and things like that, and Fortnite dances, I, I think he's he's got plenty of plenty of opportunity. And I am all for going after a player if if his value is depressed because of his on field dancing and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's just it's it's funny what he gets critiqued for. Really, but and my final question for you is, you know, with all the crazy productive young wide receivers in the league right now, who is your wide receiver one, and why is it Justin Jefferson? <laughs> uh, agreed. I've been coming at you know our boy Izzy for not including him in polls, multiple polls. I just yeah. tagged the same tweet to him. Every I know. Time now. It's awesome. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why I asked that. <laughs> in that so way. anytime any of us have an opportunity to go tag Izzy about Justin Jefferson, because we know he hates him. Uh, yes. you know, in sarcasm tone. Um, absolutely. Uh, J- Jefferson's awesome. Great spot. Love him. He's wide receiver one in every single category. Rookies, vets, let's go. I'm all aboard the Jefferson train. Yeah, same here. And like what he did in college, I mean, when he came out, there was really, I think I wrote up a piece on, on him being basically the only guy in this rookie class that if you looked at his entire profile, just from a productive production standpoint, like there was not any single box or threshold that he did not meet. Uh, so no, he didn't have, maybe he didn't have the true freshman breakout, uh, but that's, that's the only thing that he didn't check that we like to see here at Rotobiz, uh, and, and any numbers nerd likes to see. Uh, and he had everything that you wanted on, on film, except for maybe, you know, his number of reps against press coverage because LSU's scheme smartly. So sets it up to have their playmakers, off the line of scrimmage or in stack situations. I mean, even this past year, they were creative in, in making sure Terrace Marshall didn't have to deal with much press. And people are going to pick apart Jamar Chase because he didn't face much press. But I mean, like it was just, we were nitpicking way too much with Justin Jefferson because he had everything. And so now that he's done it on the field and has 1,400 receiving yards as a, as, a, as his first year, uh, I'm all in too with Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver one. It was for a while DK Metcalf, but I think I'm back on the Justin Jefferson train with you as well. But uh, listeners, I just want to say thanks so much for joining us for the College of Canton podcast this whole season. Uh, talking about college, talking about NFL, we'll be diving into NFL draft coverage quite a bit here shortly. Really hope we get some kind of, we're not going to get the combine it's looking like, but we're going to get something with pro days and a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. So it looks like we'll have a bunch of information to try to sift through in this busy draft season. But before we sign off, Riley, anything else you would kind of want to pitch before we uh, head out here? Yeah, anybody who's watching Terrace Marshall and you see it, please tag me because I don't. Uh, I would like to plug that. However, um, <laughs> super pumped for for draft season coming up. Uh, I know Travis and I have already been DMing and chatting about some players we like, some players we don't like. Love draft season. It is the absolute best. And we're going to get a lot of it because all we're going to get to do over the next four months is just watch tape because we're not going to get anything else apparently. But uh, yeah. love it. Can't wait. Uh, I'm pumped for it. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, if you want to, you know, shout out any questions on the show, leave them in a review. Rate and review the show if you want to. Uh, find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. You can find Riley at DTC underscore Riley B. You can also check out the Dynasty Wall Street podcast and uh, go bother Riley on Twitter and, uh, and uh, you know, tell him he's wrong for uh, his film takes. He loves that. But, uh, but definitely, thanks again for joining us for another show here. And I look forward to many more episodes with you guys on the College to Ken podcast. 
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.